timber. Hey, hello there and welcome to the Bitcoin Takeover podcast. I am Vlad and my guests here today are two people involved in the Fedi project. To my right is Obi Nuosu, who is, the, are you the CEO? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the CEO, the one who doesn't do anything, just basically uh, smiles a lot. He is way underselling himself. And you used to be the CEO of CoinFloor, which was the longest standing exchange in the United Kingdom. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure that the, that crown will be taken over by someone else eventually, considering it stopped. But yes, CoinFloor started in 2013. And now you're working on federated Chamian Mints. And also we have Eric, who is also known as Sirion, and he likes his anonymity today. He looks a bit like Bane from the Batman Christopher Nolan film, except for the sunglasses. But it's good to have Yerik. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on. So what is your role in the Fedi project? Right. Like, uh, first of all, the open source project is Fedi Mint. And I started it about one and a half years ago as like a pure open source project uh, researching federated Chomin eCash. And then about one year ago, I met Obi. And yeah, he became like my biggest supporter. Uh, he uh, couldn't stop speaking about Fedimint to uh, all kinds of people. Like he expanded my reach by like a factor of 100, I guess, or even more, like I don't know. And yeah, so over time uh, we came up with the idea, like I think after the also Freedom Forum it was yeah. for you, uh, to found a company to accelerate our progress with Fedimint. And we founded a company, Fedi, to which I'm both a co-founder and an advisor day to day. Like I'm still mostly working on the open source Fediment project as uh, like the core uh, as the maintainer and uh, advising Fedi so we can build the best app that we could possibly build. Right. You've answered the follow-up question which I was about to ask you, <laughs> which is really great. You foreshadowed everything. So to people listening who don't know what a Fediment is what is this about? What is Chamian Mint and why does it make sense for scaling Bitcoin? Right. Um, like Federated Chamian eCash Mints solve a lot of problems. Or like they can solve a lot of different problems for different people. And uh, like when I began working on it, uh, it was mostly about privacy for me. Like I invented this technology as like a way to scale Bitcoin and make it more private. But by doing so, like you essentially give your Bitcoin like custody to a set of people you trust. Like, it could be friends or family. And they then operate this federated Chomin eCash mint for you, which allows you to spend your Bitcoins without them really knowing what you're spending on, how much you own. And when I met Obi, he introduced me to like, the concept of like, like, that custody is actually a hard problem for most people. Like, I didn't think about it that way. But it makes a lot of sense. And since you already have like the set of people that you have to trust with your money to uh, use a federated eCash mint, um, we extended the concept to also include custody. And you can use these pre-existing trust relationships to uh, solve like the inheritance problem, for example, or to solve the backup problem. Like Many people aren't really uh, able to uh, securely backup their Bitcoin seeds. And like so in short, it solves scalability privacy and custody yeah. and um, what's really interesting is for, for me 
um, a year ago when I came to Hackers Congress, I was in the, um, the final stages of selling my previous company. And I was looking for ways to, one, um, provide a on-ramp into the Bitcoin ecosystem for the majority of the world who still, not, who still isn't into the Bitcoin ecosystem yet, which was an alternative to exchanges. And also, the people who've already gone the path of custodying on exchange, giving them a viable solution to take them off exchanges. So we already have the option of self-custody. But after years of trying and having hundreds of thousands of users and educating them and in some cases begging them to, unlike most exchanges, begging them to self-custody, I came to the realization that the only way we're going to get them off exchanges if we can, is if we can give them a user experience which was faster, um, better, simpler than using an exchange. Now, they needed privacy as well, but the normal user doesn't realize they need it until it's too late. Um, and so you have to just give them privacy in a way which is invisible to them as well. And so when I saw Fedimint, I realized that this was a way with a nice front end on it, a nice um, app, like you have Lightning Wallet apps or Bitcoin um, Wallet, normal Bitcoin main chain um, wallets, could give an experience which was that sort of win-win. You have privacy by default. You don't have to take any additional extra steps or actions. Um, you have incredibly inexpensive, intuitive payments because it also has lightning um, baked into the Fedimint protocol. And you have an onboarding experience, which, in fact, there was one user in the UK who I explained, showed them the Flutterment app. And it was so fast, they didn't realize they'd signed up. It was as <laughs> fast it was. Their, their feedback was, you've got to make the sign-up process slower. You know? So, which is um, an increasing um, <coughs> Achilles heel for exchanges. The sign-up process can be long and drawn out. And it's only going to get longer as, ex as, as regulation increases. Whereas, no matter what happens to regulation, the Fediment sign-up process is scanning a QR code. I'm very happy to see you excited about Fediment because I saw you a couple of days ago and I was talking to a guy and you just walked into the conversation and started being so excited talking about federations and how this can help some people. But my question to you is right now, there may be critics who say maybe it's easier to get a Swiss bank account or something. And how is this different? Maybe not easier. Okay, it's more convenient for some people to use a Swiss bank mm -hmm. account. How do you think that Fedi is better than a Swiss bank account? I, I think if you have, um, I don't know, the opening costs of a Swiss bank account are, um, and the running costs are, the last time I checked, um, um, are several thousand a year. Um, and they will, um, so I would say, at the minimum. So... I think that's fine if you if several thousand a year to to have a place to store your money is um, and also you have to trust the Swiss bank accounts that they 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 are going to do what they say they're going to do because they are someone that you have no pre-existing relationship with. I mean, if it's great, if it's your brother or your or your uncle who owns a Swiss bank account, that would be even better. Um, but 
you've just excluded excluded 99.999% of the world. For the other 7.7 billion people, um, that's not an affordable option. So most people, the, the gold standard, or I like to say the Bitcoin standard of custody is to use first party self-custody. But for free reasons, the majority of people, at least today, feel uncomfortable doing that. One is they can't afford it, and that's why they wouldn't take the Swiss. They will also not be able to afford the, the Swiss bank account option. Or they feel it's too technical. It's like servicing your own car. Do you do that, or do you give it to someone else? Most people, although it's much less complex to do self-custody in Bitcoin, but still, there is a technical level which people feel uncomfortable with. Or because of years of being educated in how, how to um, have a relationship with money, um, people are afraid as well. And we can't underestimate that. Now, that's something hopefully over time through education, which is a big part of FEDIUS or, uh, the FEDIUS organization's remit, we can make people become more comfortable with the idea of self-custody. And also, over the time, if we give them access to a... Um, a currency, um, a money like Bitcoin that doesn't have deflation, um, doesn't have inflation baked in, people can build wealth so they can again start to afford it as well. And then from the technical point of view, hundreds of, of companies um, around the world are working at making self-custody easier. So I'm hopeful that that percentage of people um, through education, technological um, and UX advancements and gaining wealth through storing value in Bitcoin more and more people will be comfortable with first-party custody. But today, right now, for human rights defenders and members of civil society or, or people who are living in the global south, the vast majority of people are just are not there. Are you concerned that your friends, neighbors, or KYC exchange might know how much Bitcoin you own it is time to take your financial privacy seriously with Wasabi Wallet, a free and open source wallet solution which makes use of mega coin joins to mix your coins with those of hundreds of other strangers. Thanks to the groundbreaking Wabi Sabi engine, your coins get divided in smaller untraceable units which grants you great anonymity for both huddling and spending. Download Wasabi Wallet 2.0 today at wasabiwallet.io and take advantage of the mega coin joins. It's free and it's open source, so don't trust Verify. CryptoSteel are innovators in Bitcoin cold storage. Back in 2013, they launched the CryptoSteel cassette, which made it easy to back up your seed phrase, passphrase, or any other form of private key on the sturdy metal which resists water, fire, and earthquakes. Today, CryptoSteel offers the Mother Load, an all-in-one box which endows you with everything you need to become financially sovereign. Inside of the Mother Load, you get a CryptoSteel capsule and a hardware wallet of your choice. All CryptoSteel products are engineered and manufactured in Poland. 
Order your CryptoSteel Metal Backup System today on CryptoSteel.com and use promo code BTCTKVR at checkout for a 10% discount on your first order. CryptoSteel, secure your wallet seed phrase. Are you a writer, photographer, musician, or video creator who is trying to generate some revenue? Bumby is the Bitcoin way to monetize your content. It's more censorship resistant than any other platform of its kind with a low and flat one-time fee of 10%. Bumby is as easy to use as any social media mobile application. Sign up today at Bumby.com and subscribe for free to the Bitcoin Takeover account to get access to some time-exclusive content. If you are monetizing your creativity, why not get paid in Bitcoin for it? Bombi.com, the Bitcoin way to monetize your content. Shopping with your Bitcoin on the internet is easy. Shop&Bit is Europe's biggest Bitcoin store with over 800,000 products, ranging from Bitcoin books, toothpaste, mobile phones, computers, and watches. This month, I bought a Nintendo Game & Watch console with the classic Legend of Zelda and it arrived in only 5 working days. And if you can't find what you're looking for, Shop&Bit has got you covered. Their concierge service will get you anything and ship it worldwide. Additionally, they also have a travel hacking service that can get you the best deals on all things travel, flights, hotels, and more for business and for vacations. Bitcoin Takeover listeners get a nice discount, of course. Use code BTCTKVR on your first order for a one-time 5 euro discount. For more details, go to shopinbit.com. Shopinbit, Europe's biggest Bitcoin store. Three days ago, here at the Parallel Police, there was the first ever transaction with a purchase using Fediment, and it was Eric who made it. I saw that on Twitter, and I felt super proud that I would come here and meet him in person. So how did that go? How yeah. does it work technically? Because you made that payment on the Lightning Network. Yeah, exactly. Like, first of all, like this coffee tasted like 10 times better than every <laughs> other coffee I ever had. Uh, like it was the success of uh, like one and a half years of work and not only my work, but together with a lot of great other developers that joined the project uh, recently. So yeah, how it works is you have these um, eCash tokens, we call them. Or like you can imagine them like bearer certificates. That's what uh, Smuggler likes to call them. And these are little pieces of data you can hand around. Like you can just give a, a piece of data, of data to someone else and they can redeem it for real Bitcoin. So what we do is we give these pieces of data to a so-called Lightning Gateway. And the Lightning Gateway is incentivized then to make a payment on behalf of you. And that's how I bought the coffee there. Like I told the Lightning Gateway, please pay this invoice for me and I will give you these eCash tokens. And then there's some smart contracting magic going on inside the Federation that uh, only pays the Lightning Gateway if it actually does the payment for, for me. Otherwise, I get a refund. 
At this point, I think it's useful to ask about the distinction between Fedi and Fediment and all the other federations, because you guys only develop the code, but there are others who run the federations. Sure. So I, I think Eric mentioned it before. There's, so there's Fediment, which is the open source protocol. And um, Eric is the um, lead maintainer of Fediment. And there's this incredible group of um, open source enge uh, engineers and developers working on that. And Fedi is a commercial organization that has been set up to, to do two things. One is to work really, really hard to make sure that the Fediment protocol is successful and rolled out to as many people as possible. Um, and we do that through the creation of um, the Fedi app and then just promoting Fediment and, and Fedi. Um, but the other thing is what we realize is custody is the, the foundation of, of a financial ecosystem. So there are many other, um, and if you've seen it here in, in Hackers Congress, many other um, Bitcoin um, companies and technologies that are are really good and as a whole provide a suite of solutions to many of people's day-to-day -day requirements for wherever they are in the world. Some optimized for a certain use case or a certain country, some more general. And so um, Fedi effectively can be, but the, these organizations tend to be highly um, technical. Um, and so they build great technology, but they're not necessarily good at getting it out there and getting people to use it, especially in the global south and LATAM, et cetera. But by the nature of what we're doing in the community-based structure, we're in a great position to take Fedi as a base, but also educate people about the entire ecosystem of options and effectively be the outsourced marketing and sales arm in the global south and worldwide for for many aspects of the Bitcoin ecosystem. So uh, that's what Fedi focuses on. We have three parts for Fedi. One is code, which is, which is the app. All of the heavy lifting is done by Fedimint, but the app itself is, provides a beautiful interface on that. Then it's collaborations. We work with other um, companies in the Bitcoin ecosystem. Instead of trying to do everything ourselves, we find the best people in the, uh, in the space, and we try to find ways in which we can work together with them and then finally is coaching. We have people on the ground and within our app where we're constantly educating people to become better Bitcoiners, have better sound financial management, protect themselves from scams and, and, and so on, and also educate them about ways in which they can solve their everyday problems using the tools that already exist as well. And that's fairly the organization. I appreciate the answer. I also want to ask you technically, how does it work when you move Bitcoins from the main chain to Fedi or from Lightning to Fedi? Is there like a time lock that happens? Uh, first of all, like you move your Bitcoin to a specific uh, Fediment instance, like a specific federation. And uh, like you determine which federation it should be, like by who you trust, essentially. Like if Parleni Polis was running a federation themselves here, then I would probably trust them and move my Bitcoin or like some of my Bitcoin to their federation. And how that works is they essentially have like a multi-sig wallet. Like if they have like four people running the federation, four guardians, we call them, 
then um, I would deposit some Bitcoin to their multisig wallet. And once it's confirmed, then they will issue eCash tokens in return and I will get them and then can use them, for example, to uh, like incentivize the so-called Lightning Gateway to pay Lightning invoices for me or just send it around inside the Federation. Uh, like there are no time locks involved, really. Um, like you, you have to trust this uh, set of guardians to not steal your money. Like you don't have any recourse if they do. Like it's it's not uh, like a smart contract really on chain that would protect you in that case. So you really have to have these second uh, party relationships already. And yeah, that's I think that's a powerful technology because of that, because most people already have these uh, trust relationships. I mean, I, I often used to call it my Bitcoin family when I come here. Like I meet, meet so many great people again, and like if there was a uh, like federation of four or seven uh, people from Palani Policy, I would totally trust them. So, yeah, I'm gonna get to that to the trust issue, and uh, it's important to understand the trade-offs because Fedi has scalability. And actually, let's talk about scalability before we talk about the trade-offs. There's this metric in the industry which tends to overestimate the importance of transactions per second. In terms of scalability, how many transactions can a Fedi Mint handle? Uh, that mostly depends on the hardware it's running on, actually. So uh, we did some testing and we could totally support like uh, about the same throughput as Bitcoin already has per federation. Like each time you create a new federation, you add one time the Bitcoin throughput to the whole network again. And you can do this over and over and over because like Bitcoin has a relatively large capacity. If you only have to like make uh, one or two deposits to a federation to set it up and then everything else happens via lightning, then you could set up like thousands of federations that way and you scale Bitcoin uh, by orders of magnitude. So uh, the system is quite scalable and even if you needed more throughput, you could do this with better hardware. Like I'm talking about Raspberry Pis right now. <laughs> but ideally, like if you wanted like more throughput, you could invest in some better hardware. But on the other hand, you don't want federations to become too big because then you don't have these trust relationships anymore. And so it's actually good if there are some scaling limitations uh, that forces people to choose like more local options, more trusted options. And the, the great thing is, since we have the lightning integration you mentioned previously, um, we can just interact between these federations. Like if there's a federation in uh, Parallelna Polis, I think that's in uh, Slovakia, and uh, then one federation Parallelni Polis, and I go over there to visit them, then I can totally just transact with them using my Parallelni Polis federation here. So that's also a great superpower, like Lightning is the settlement network for us. Yeah, that's a good answer. Another question that I have, does it use any kind of blockchain and what is the confirmation time for a transaction? There is no blockchain. Uh, like we have a similar... So it's like Lightning from this point of view. Uh, you also lock your coins, you have a different token minted and you transact it on that second layer. Yes, kind of, yeah. Like the technology internally is uh, wildly different from Lightning. Like the uh, threshold blind signatures we use in the Xiaomi eCash, like that's a whole different technology. But yeah, there isn't a blockchain. You don't have to sync any data as a user. And that makes it uh, way more scalable for light clients. Like if I have a phone, I only really care about my own eCash tokens, like my own bearer certificates that I get that way. And like I don't have to validate all the transactions of all the other people. So it's localized in a way. And yeah, that, that makes it quite scalable actually. 
So what you offer as advantages is great scalability, depending on your hardware. You have very good privacy, as you don't know who's transacting and which amounts. Yes, like uh, you don't know whenever the transaction happens, like who initiated it or who received it. Like um, with amounts, it's a little bit more difficult. Like you can split up the amounts so we don't see uh, that the single transaction had a certain amount. But when you, for example, want to pay lightning invoice, then typically you will leak the amount, unfortunately, unless uh, like until there's a fix for that on lightning. We cannot work around that because we use lightning as our settlement layer. But internally in the federation, you have great privacy and yeah. If you don't know who is sending the transaction, like does the amount really matter? That's the question. But the only trade-off is that you need to trust the people who run the federation or you can become a member of the federation. Yeah, like um, you definitely have to trust the people that run the federation, but not every single one of them. You need to trust them as a whole, like that they will not conspire against you. Like actually, if there was a federation that where the guardians don't really trust each other, that might actually be a, a good option because then they have a harder time conspiring against you because they will not know if like they have the coordination problem, like the Byzantine generals problem, essentially, between each other when they want to conspire against you. Because one of them might want to take your money, but they don't know if they will propose this action to the others, if they will comply or if they will rat them out. So, um, yeah, if a majority of them was malicious, they could take your money. But you assume, like, you know them, you trust them, they're your friends, your family, like, they will not do this, right? Yeah, but the good yeah. news is that they don't know how much money you have. Yeah, exactly. Because it would be easier to conspire if they saw how much money you have in your wallet. Yeah, like, uh, they cannot see what the single user has in their wallet, but they see what the federation total owns. Like, that's... Yeah, so yeah. if it's a small federation, they, I guess they can talk to each other and figure out how much each one of them owns, and by exclusion determine who's the whale in that federation. Yeah, so uh, one rule is uh, rule of tumbers. If you are like orders of magnitude more wealthy in a federation, then um, you should maybe take some money off the federation. Um, like generally, uh, it's not a wise idea to be like the whale. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and this is um, this you have the same problem if you use an exchange um, or a bank. You'll have the same problem. The difference is, and this is where Feddy app comes in, um, we think it's important to not just assume people fi can figure these things out um, or point them towards a number of books about finan good financial management and literacy or courses. But within the app itself, we will over time add more and more things like this to remind people about these things. And potentially the app could be monitoring because the total amount in the federation is visible on the blockchain, it's multisig, um, and you, the app will know your balance. So if 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 the amount you're holding becomes quite a large percentage of the total, it can say, hmm, you've got quite a large percentage of the total. Maybe you should split it between more than one federation because you could be a member of more than one federation, or maybe you've got quite a large amount full stop. So you should consider self-custodying now because it now makes financial sense for you to do it. And by the way, we have a network of people. Um, this is in the future. We have a network of people around the world um, who we've contracted to help their local communities effectively because provide local um, customer support. And so we can put you in contact with someone who can help you set up a federation for yourself, 
or help you um, give you advice on how to get into first party custody when you're ready. So our objective is to, as I said, not just to make an incredible simple to use app, but win by helping the entire Bitcoin community win. Because in combination, Bitcoin today is either at the point or almost at the point where as a suite of solutions, we can um, help most people in most circumstances. It's just that the information is not readily apparent and available and surfaced. And that's what we're hoping to do, make that make that more clear and help and educate people through that. Yeah, if Bitcoin wins, everyone wins. And we want to make this happen. So. No, I understand this is mostly for people who would otherwise end up on exchanges. And it's a way better option. Exactly, yeah. All those people who... So all those people who are, even if you're self-custodying, it can be useful in that case. And, you know, you have a large amount of uh, Bitcoin to make that make sense. It can still be useful to put some of your Bitcoin in this that you use as spending money. Because this spending experience will be simpler and you get automatic privacy without having to take a number of additional steps. And many people are doing this already. Like when you look at uh, how most people use Lightning, they typically use custodial services like uh, either Wallet of Satoshi, uh, Blue Wallet is often used in a custodial way, um, or Ellen Bits. Like that's also a self-hosted option, which is quite nice. So you can already have this community banking kind of thing going on. Uh, but what they all lack is privacy. Because when you have a custodial solution, like you maybe you don't want them to know how much you actually own, how much you're spending. And that's one thing that uh, Pediment can fix. And you also have, you also, if the custodial, there is, there's um, um, potential risk of challenges withdrawing. Now, um, that risk can happen in, in a Pediment, but it would have to happen collectively for the entire Mint. They can't, you cannot forensically choose you as a user we're going to prevent. You have, to, you have to prevent everybody, which makes it a much bigger ask. There is essentially this triangle, which is inspired by Zucker's triangle, which he made in the 90s, and it's adapted. Now we call it a trilemma of decentralization, security, and what's the other one? Scalability. And Fedy is scalable, is secure, but the decentralization is subjective to the federation. It depends on how it's set up and how they establish these relations between themselves. But I want to ask you about censorship resistance. Let's say that for some odd reason, fediments get outlawed in some countries and they come and confiscate the hardware. I mean, the police raid your house, they take the hardware in which the federation is run. What happens in that situation? Are the funds lost or d can the members of the federation who have their money there do something? It depends. Um, like a federation is a multi-sig wallet. And for example, if you have a five out of seven federation, then as long as less than or less or equal to two of the guardians get confiscated, then everything can continue as before. Like you can withdraw your money and you sh pr should probably do so if there was already action taken against the federation. Um, and you could also maybe try to migrate to a better jurisdiction. Um, if they manage to confiscate more of the guardians, then first of all, they cannot move the money at first. Like if they only manage to confiscate like four out of seven, then they cannot move any money. Like police cannot take the money. Uh, but 
neither can the users. So that's kind of a problem. Like uh, no party can take the Bitcoin, and in the worst case, they get burned. And like if they manage to like, confiscate all of them, then yeah, police could take the money. Uh, but we could look into some interesting schemes where like if no movement of funds happens in a certain amount of time, then like step by step the requirement uh, for how many signatures to spend you need uh, goes down. Like I think that's also what uh, Blockstream's Liquid is doing. Like there is a backup path. Like uh, if funds don't move in a certain amount of time, then you have a two out of three multisig instead of the eleven out of fifteen. And um, like you could have such backup paths and just enforce that the funds are regularly moved. That might be a precaution you want to take in like really risky situations. Uh, but we haven't looked into this yet. That's still an open research problem, and there are many of these. Like uh, for any developer that's listening. It's a very interesting project. We have many open questions still, and please just check out um, Fediment on GitHub, github.com slash fediment slash fediment, and we will be welcoming you with open arms and always need more help there. Obi, I've heard you describe this backup scenario where you take a picture of yourself or a video with voice, and that's going to be basically your seed phrase. How does that work? Yeah, so I'll, I'll describe the idea at a high level, and um, video and so on is an implementation detail. Um, it can be implemented in many ways, but um, because you already have um, a number of high-integrity, community-focused, and reliable people who are selected to be guardians, um, you have an opportunity to do backup, um, to backup your effectively your private key, um, which you normally would on any other wallet, um, create um, a 12-word or 24-word phrase, seed phrase, which you can use to, which is basically an alternative representation of that private key. And then you have to figure out yourself how you would back that up securely. Um, and that is, for many people, one of the technical complexities that, that prevent them from wanting to use first-party custody um, and it's not a necessary it seems like a simple problem but actually when you get into the details of it it's actually not so simple what you can do with um, in a fediment scenario is as a user you can um, and if your app and fedies uh, the Feddy app will support this it can be then it can be done in an automated way your app and you as a user can choose to take your um, private key, break it up into parts cryptographically, sharding, um, and then take those parts, the number of parts equaling the number of guardians, and give it to the number of guardians. Now again, with with a, um, a mobile app or wallet, this could be done with pretty much a click of a button. You then need to have some mechanism to add almost like a, a, a name tag like in a code check so that you can come back at a later stage and and the guardians can find your coats, find your your shard. Um, and there are different ways in which we're looking at doing them, but we want them to all be quite intuitive. And that's what I was referring to where one example is, it's like a selfie, for example. Um, but once the, if you lose your phone and um, or you lose your device, and you join the federation again, you can um, go back to the guardians, give them your name tag, your identifier. They can find the shard, 
And after verifying that you are who they say you are, and they can do that using what I like to call KYF. We normally have KYC, know your customer. But this is know your friend, know your family, which is even stronger. Um, and so they will identify you the way they normally identify you, just by knowing you. Um, and once they realize it is you, they send back their shard. Once a majority of users send back their shard to you, you can reconstruct your private key and away you go. Now there's certain implementation details um, and improvements to that simplified form. For example, before you give them the shard, we would look to encrypt the shard so that they can't collude to reconstruct it without that encryption. And there'll be a user experience to make sure that that whole process is as simple and as slick and as easy to use as possible, given the focus of it being something that is non-daunting to a global multi-billion person audience. Yeah, and that's uh, like an example of something beautiful what happened here. Like I would have never come up with uh, this technology. Like uh, we were just discussing and Obi had his background as a exchange operator. He knew what users want. And I just had this idea of this like really private federation thingy and was all nerding out about it, explaining it to him and he noticed, okay, wait, we can actually use this for custody, for restoring users' funds. And then he asked me a lot of questions, like, how could we do this? And it was, like, really intense. Like, we had a like, great conversation. And, like, over, like, I think multiple months, we figured this out. And, like, that's how beautiful things happen. Like, you need multiple people with different skills and different backgrounds. And, like, that's also why I really like this conference here, because it brought us together. Mm. And otherwise, like, it would never have been that big. So, um... This is the first conference that Feddy has sponsored. Um, we've just been busy talking about it and um, getting the word about Feddy Mint out. Um, but when Eric suggested that we sponsor um, Hackers Congress, I was like, absolutely. Because it's like, this is where we can, if it wasn't for Hackers Congress, um, Feddy Mint, well, Feddy Mint would still exist, but I wouldn't have found this solution to a problem I've been looking for which I think could help and I, I it can help billions around the world and we wouldn't have set up Feddy it just wouldn't be here and I think when we look at this back over the coming years we're going to see that this is going to help billions of people over the, the coming years and it would have all started because of events so we had to come back and show our gratitude for everybody here if somebody wants to use a Fediment wallet today to make their first payment, what is a good option? What's the best one that they can find right now? Right now, we only have really one uh, mobile wallet that's already kind of pre-released, and it's called Fluttermint. And that's what we presented here at the uh, case. Uh, how how do you spell that? Fluttermint? Flutter. F-L-U-T-T. Oh, Flutter. Yeah, like the mobile framework, essentially. Like Maybe you can hold it into the camera there. <laughs> It's a really cool app. Um, Future Paul, Paul Miller, and Justin Moon build it, and I'm super grateful because otherwise, like people would have no way, no, no easy way to interact with Fediment. And like we could demonstrate it here. Like people bought a lot of coffees, a lot of uh, mates with uh, Flutterment already. Um, like if people came to our like workshop room, we set them up, uh, gave them some free sets. So even if something goes wrong, like uh, I don't want to feel bad about it. But yeah, uh, it, it worked phenomenally well. Mm -hmm. Like it, it exceeded all my expectations. It was just 
beautiful to see. Now, to be clear, it's it's not what you would consider this consumer grade app with education and help and and also having a backing of on the ground technical support to support it and so on. But as a, but it's still it is a it is a um, Fediment capable app, and it shows you the power. If you use it, you can sign up in a, as literally in a second by scanning a QR code of the Federation and you're there and you can receive some bitcoin in the conference we we give you the money to buy coffee but you can receive it from any lightning wallet whether they're in the federation or outside it just looks like a lightning experience behind the scenes the fediment protocol handles all the magic but it provides a nice interface to that a nice clean simple interface what if you have a raspberry pi or laptop that you're not using and you want to set up a federation what does it take right now it takes uh, some technical expertise because you need to set up services uh, to run permanently like you have to run software 24 7 essentially um, but we want to integrate with a lot of these like node packages and that will allow uh, people to like trivially deploy fediments and we're currently working on that on some steps towards that goal and probably uh, like end of year, beginning next year, we'll try to uh, like get some first federations going and like be more public. Like this was just a demonstration, just a test internally here. We're not that ready yet, but it felt great already. So I'm really looking forward to seeing this technology deployed to the real world. Now, I wish you best of luck with the project. And my last question for you is how can people follow you and the project? You as in you, the person and then also the project. Yeah, like the project has at uh, Fediment a Twitter account, and uh, I have the at Eric Sirion account. And I think when you look at the Fediment uh, Twitter account, you will see a bunch of stuff from me retweeted. So uh, I don't have to spell it out. And Obi has the OG Twitter handle. <laughs> so yeah, because I, I I am showing my age, but I have um, at Obi, just my name, Obi. I think it's just. And I'm even shorter than Jack because he's four letters, but NVK is another three-letter um, Twitter handle. Both of us are old guys now. Um, and also Feddy, because uh, I'm CEO of Feddy, um, is, has the Feddy BT, at FeddyBTC on Twitter. And our website is Feddy.xyz. There's also the GitHub. That's yeah, that's like uh, Fediment GitHub is github.com slash Fediment, and then you will find a bunch of repositories, the main one being Fediment. And the Fediment.org is a, a, um, a website de dedicated to the Fediment protocol project. Right. Like if you want to learn more about Fediment, the protocol, then go to Fediment.org. We have beautiful videos, beautiful graphics, like a huge shout out to Pete Wynn, who built all of that. And I'm super grateful. Like now we can actually explain it to people in simple terms and not just my uh, tech gibberish. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful website that really explains it. And, and if you want to know more about Fedi, the organization and our objective to hyper-Bitcoinize the world, um, then you go to fedi.xyz. So fediment.org and fedi.xyz? Yes, Fed, exactly. Fediment.yes. Yes. Okay. So thank you guys, and I hope I'll see you, you. with greater you. success and more wallets and federations and stuff. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thank you.
Are you concerned that your friends, neighbors, or KYC exchange might know how much Bitcoin you own? It is time to take your financial privacy seriously with Wasabi Wallet, a free and open source wallet solution which makes use of mega coin joins to mix your coins with those of hundreds of other strangers. Thanks to the groundbreaking Wabi Sabi engine, your coins get divided in smaller untraceable units which grants you great anonymity for both huddling and spending. Download Wasabi Wallet 2.0 today at wasabiwallet.io and take advantage of the mega coin joins. It's free and it's open source, so don't trust Verify. CryptoSteel are innovators in Bitcoin cold storage. Back in 2013, they launched the CryptoSteel cassette, which made it easy to back up your seed phrase, passphrase, or any other form of private key on the sturdy metal which resists water, fire, and earthquakes. Today, CryptoSteel offers the Mother Load, an all-in-one box which endows you with everything you need to become financially sovereign. Inside of the mother load, you get a crypto steel capsule and a hardware wallet of your choice. All crypto steel products are engineered and manufactured in Poland. Order your crypto steel metal backup system today on cryptosteel.com and use promo code BTCTKVR at checkout for a 10% discount on your first order. Crypto Steel, secure your wallet seed phrase. Are you a writer, photographer, musician, or video creator who's trying to generate some revenue? Bumby is the Bitcoin way to monetize your content. It's more censorship resistant than any other platform of its kind, with a low and flat one-time fee of 10%. Bumby is as easy to use as any social media mobile application. Sign up today at Bumby.com and subscribe for free to the Bitcoin Takeover account to get access to some time-exclusive content. If you are monetizing your creativity, why not get paid in Bitcoin for it? Bumby.com, the Bitcoin way to monetize your content. Shopping with your Bitcoin on the internet is easy. Shoppingbit is Europe's biggest Bitcoin store with over 800,000 products, ranging from Bitcoin books, toothpaste, mobile phones, computers, and watches. This month, I bought a Nintendo Game & Watch console with the classic Legend of Zelda and it arrived in only 5 working days. And if you can't find what you're looking for, Shopping Bit has got you covered. Their concierge service will get you anything and ship it worldwide. Additionally, they also have a travel hacking service that can get you the best deals on all things travel, flights, hotels, and more for business and for vacations. Bitcoin Takeover listeners get a nice discount, of course. 
Use code BTCTKVR on your first order for a one-time 5 euro discount. For more details, go to shopinbit.com. Shop in Bit, Europe's biggest Bitcoin store.